Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into my podcast. Uh, my name is Parker Selesky, and this is Life Itself. Um, what's this podcast about? Uh, maybe you accidentally clicked on this. Maybe you're wondering, what did I get myself into? How do I subscribe? How do I unsubscribe? Uh, what is this podcast all about? Um, and I think the title says it so perfectly. Uh, it's about life itself. It's about experiences we have as human beings on this thing called Earth. And uh, it doesn't have to be about God. It doesn't have to be about Scripture. It doesn't have to be about faith. It could be about anything relationships it could be about movies or food places whatever it is and I would love for you to be a part of that conversation Uh, I wouldn't want you guys to tune into this every single week and just hear my voice although I love to talk I could fill hours of just me talking about things but uh, that's not the point of this podcast the point is to have you a part of the conversation as well Um, and my email is p-s-a-l-e-s-k-i 28 at gmail.com and like I said email me um, give me topic ideas maybe you have a question about this episode or episodes to come I would love to hear your heart love to hear what you're passionate about as a human and love to hear any, just anything just email me anything that you would love to hear in this podcast and join the conversations with me um, before we get started will you pray with me um, dear Lord you are so good you are so mighty And we just ask that you're a part of this conversation. We ask that you give us a healthy desire just to know more of you, know more about you, um, to learn more about you, Lord. We just ask that you're with us today and that your spirit is leading us and guiding us. And any prayer request, any um, thing that's going wrong in our lives, we just pray right now, Lord, that we know that they're not a match for your power. Uh, everything that we're going through, the anxiety, the depression, no matter what it is, Lord, it is not a match for who you are. So we ask that you're with us. We ask that you um, give us peace of mind and a peace at heart, Lord, and just continuously let us know who we are and what you made us for and the purpose that you have on our lives, Lord. We love you and we thank you. We also ask Jesus that as the NHL draft comes up, Jesus, you help the people in Detroit make the wisest decisions so we can build your favorite NHL team back to Stanley Cup champions, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you for uh, Iserman coming back to Detroit. We know that was uh, your hand moving the parts in the right direction we love you and we thank you in jesus name amen um let's just take a few seconds here just to uh enjoy um our alone time with god before we get started Today is uh, April 24th, and it is gorgeous outside. I'm currently sitting outside of my office right now at a picnic table, and the weather could not be more perfect. It is finally, finally, finally spring here in Michigan, and if you hear birds chirping and you hear the wind, it's because I'm outside, and uh, I'm really happy about that. So if you haven't experienced the outdoors yet, I suggest that you go uh, spend the day outside because it is great here in Michigan, Um, and I'm usually not 
not an outdoor guy. Like, I don't really like the outdoors, but it, the temperature is great. The breeze is great, and it just feels good to be outside after that long winter that we just had. Um, a little bit about me, just in case you're wondering, my name is Parker Seleski, and I am a children's pastor in St. Clair Shores at a church called the Shores Church. Um, only been a pastor for about the last uh, six months, and it has been absolutely incredible. Uh, the best job I've ever had, and I love it so much. Um, but yeah, getting started. Today's topic. Um, today's topic, I just want to talk about the Bible a little bit. Um, talking about the scripture and I know what I'm about to say you've heard it um, from so many uh, so many Christians you know that it's the number one sold book in the whole entire world but my favorite book in the whole world is the Bible um, such a cliche thing to say but it's true uh, I, I love a lot of books I like to read a lot of books but my favorite one by far is the Bible and you, you maybe you've never heard the the word Bible maybe you don't know what the Bible really is except you know they use it in church and everything but the Bible is the Word of God it's accounts uh, split up into two parts the Old Testament that's everything from creation leading up to the life of Jesus and the New Testament which is the life of Jesus and everything that's to come after that and uh, everything in the Bible is true now, if you didn't know that, everything in the Bible, all of the accounts, everything that's written is true. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of versions of the Bible. Obviously, there's a lot of interpretation of the Bible. But I promise you, promise you, if you spend some time with God and you just seek Him and ask for His wisdom, He will reveal to you what you need to know from the Bible and speak to you through every single page, every single sentence, and everything that you're going to read. Um, but let's dive into a little bit more. My favorite part of the Bible is the Old Testament. Yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I love redemption and talking about how Jesus died on the cross for us. But I do love the Old Testament. Um, I think my favorite part of the Old Testament are two books. Uh, first and Second Samuel. And what goes on in this scripture is uh, there's this prophet named Samuel who dedicated his, his whole life to being part of the church, right? His mom was begging for a child and God answered her and she gave the child to the church, gave the child to God. And Samuel gave his whole life to God, dedicated his whole life of being a prophet. And uh, before there were kings and everything in Israel, there were people called judges that were that were to help. Uh, lead and guide the Israelites. God's chosen people are called the Israelites. And uh, Samuel was the last one. And the Israelites kind of got fed up and they saw that all the surrounding countries and neighbors, they all had kings. So they started asking God, hey, can we have a king? We want a king. And uh, God said, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a king. But just so you know, you guys are sinning against me because I'm the only king that you need. Um, but God listened to the people, listened to what they want because he is a good father. And he was like, all right, I'll give you what you want. And he gave them the king, Saul. And, uh, you know, Saul was kind of a messed up dude. He was very selfish. He uh, wanted the best for himself. And he, he was just uh, all about him, 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 him. And uh, there's a story when God tells him, he says, hey, listen, uh, Saul, uh, we want you to go down to this town. And you are going to kill everyone. You're going to destroy everything. Do not take anyone alive. And you're like, wow, that is a little bit harsh. You need to understand this, that there's no appeasement 
of God's wrath in the Old Testament, right? Jesus didn't come. He wasn't the ultimate sacrifice yet. Um, that was all, they were setting the stage for that in the Israelites. So he was trying to create this place called Canaan, the land flowing of milk and honey, the best place, right? When Moses took the Israelites out of Egypt and into the wilderness, he was supposed to lead them into the promised land, the, the land of Canaan. And uh, that was supposed to be the Israelites' place. And God said, anything you want is in this land. You will defeat any enemy. But they didn't because they were scared and they were unsure. Um, and God was just preparing his people for the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, the King of Kings. And he was trying to set the tone of how they should act and how they should treat each other. And uh, there were all these neighboring countries that would just attack the Israelites, that would mock God and everything. So God um, would often have the Israelites go to war and wipe those people out to, to bring in this age of... Uh, God ruling over them and setting, like I said, setting the stage for Jesus. Um, Saul didn't do what he was supposed to. Uh, he went down to that country and he took all of the best people, all of the best servants, all of the best gold. And he comes back and Samuel goes, yo, what are you doing? He was like, God gave you specific orders to do something and you disobeyed him. And uh, Saul was like, well, I'm going to sacrifice this to God. I'm going to give him the gold and I'm going to give money to my people. Um, if you didn't know this, God values obedience over sacrifice. You can tithe all the live long day, but he just wants you to be obedient in the end. Um, you can give him the best of everything that you have but if you're not listening to what he has for you and you're not following the path he has for you he values obedience over sacrifice and Saul didn't do that and Saul didn't see what he did was wrong so because he was greedy because he was selfish God left Saul and came upon David and anybody who's been in Sunday school or maybe even uh, been to a church before, you probably heard the story of David and Goliath. It's the same David. It is the same David who came and faced this giant uh, and killed him with just one stone and a slingshot. Uh, it's that same David. And David was named a man after God's own heart because he was candid with God. He was transparent with God. And he loved God very, very, very much. Um, I love that story so much. I love those two books because the narrative is great and it is just one of my favorites. Um, but there's so much more in the Bible than just stories because those stories are history. Those stories are true. And I see so many times in just my life of people surrounding me, even in my own life, that I, I search for answers somewhere else that aren't God. I search for answers that aren't that that the Bible clearly lays out, but I don't turn to the Bible. Um, I don't spend time with God as much as I should. I don't read the Bible as much as I should. And God's promises and everything he values in your life and everything that he loves about you and his redemptive plan for you is all laid out in scripture, but sometimes we don't read it. And that blows my mind. That every answer that we need is in the Bible. And we don't turn to the Bible. Why though? 
I get it. I totally get that. Uh, reading your Bible every single day and doing devotions every single day and uh, making sure you're allotting time to pray with God every single day is not desirable all the time. I mean, for those of us who work a full-time job, maybe even two part-time jobs, or maybe you're in school still, or maybe you're in college, or maybe you have family, maybe you're married, um, sometimes life gets exhausting and you would much rather go home and rest and that's okay. But I promise you this, I promise you one thing, that if you wake up and you give your best time to God, maybe even if it's just five minutes, your day will be so much better. I guarantee you that, that if you give your day to God and you give him time your day will be so much better. I mean, we, we were created for that. We are created for a relationship with God. I mean, even look at Jesus. There's so many times in Scripture where Jesus would get away and get alone and separate himself from the crowd and his disciples and be on a mountaintop and pray with God. If God was skin and bones on, the great Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords needed that alone time with God. I mean, how much more do we as imperfect beings need with God? How much more do we need that? How much more do we need that alone time? Um, the Bible is true. Everything in the Bible is true. If I held up a red pen to you and I said, this pen is blue, would that be false or true? It would be false. But if I said this pen is red, that would be true. That's a fact. That's truth right there. You can tell me that the pen is green. You can tell me the pen is orange. You can tell me the pen is yellow all day long. But in reality, the fact is that pen was red. The Bible is true. People can tell you it's false. People can tell you it's a fairy tale. People can tell you it's made up. But we know that the fact is the Bible is 100% true. So if the Bible's true and everything in it is true, all of God's promises and his plans for our life is in that Bible and is true, why don't we read it? Why don't we make a bigger effort that when we are dragging, when we're depressed, when our anxiety is high and we are lost, we just lost the loved one and we don't know where to turn to, but everything that we need is in this book. Why don't we turn to God and read our Bible and spend time with him in prayer? Why don't we separate ourselves and make sure that we're with the creator, the elephant maker, the one who put the clouds in the sky, the trees to grow up and give us shade and wind, like all these things that he created for us. The creator of the universe wants a, a, a relationship with us and made this book that has his promises and all these things that he has done and all the times that he proved himself he, he that he was faithful. Why don't we turn to that why don't we turn to him that's a question that sometimes I struggle with that I don't always have the answer to that when I'm sad when I my anxiety is high when I'm alone at night and I don't know what to do in a situation why don't I bring it to the one who created us all the one who looks at us and says that we're perfect in his own image the one who says that we're a masterpiece. The one the one who who made us in his own image. Like I, I don't I don't understand sometimes. Um and that's just human nature not to understand. To be scared, to be worried, 
to long for something that's physical right in front of us and say that's the answer. And sometimes it's hard to say that God is the answer because we can't see him. And a lot of times we don't see the fruit of his will right away. But before we go, let me challenge you with this. Before we go, this is my challenge for you. This is what I'd want you to do. Um, I want you to give five minutes a day of prayer and reading your Bible. Just five minutes. Start with five minutes. Maybe add ten minutes a week or two later. But starting right now, five minutes a day whether it's when you wake up, before you go to bed, maybe it's during your lunchtime, whenever it is, five minutes a day uh, to spend time with God. And I promise you those five minutes can transform your whole life. Promise you that. Um, will you pray with me? Dear Lord, you are so good. You are so mighty. You are incredible. Lord, I just pray right now that you are with us, that your spirit is with us, that you lead us and guide us and speak to us and let us have a healthy hunger and desire to know more about you, to read more of your word and to spend more time with you, Jesus. Lord, you are so incredible and we love you and we thank you. Be with us. Let us have a great rest of the week. In your name, amen. Listen. Like I said earlier, I want you to be a part of the conversation. I want you to ask me questions. I want you to give me topics and things you want to hear and episodes to come. That's what it's about, living this life together, life itself, right? Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are incredible. Um, once again, my email is P-S-A-L-E-S-K-I. 28 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. We'll see you next time.